1: This episode is brought to you by Assembly. Okay, so you know what I regret? Oh, God, this really could go anywhere. <laughs> Not standing my ground and using cloth diapers with Sebastian. Oh, man, I really regret that, too. Thanks for bringing that up. Did you know that there
0: are 11 million diaper-age babies in the U.S., each using, on average, 57 diapers per week? That results in a whopping 32 billion disposables being thrown in the trash in just this country alone. Yeah, that's a lot of nasty diapers in landfills. It really, really Really is. And here we are using our own metal straws and reusable bags, and diapers are one of the biggest landfill items. Okay, now I feel really bad. Thanks, Ashley. Well, look, here's something that'll make you feel good. Assembly diapers are landfill free, leak proof, and their colors and prints are so hip and adorable. And they have a complete system providing parents with everything they need from organic diapers and skincare to upcycled storage bags and specifically formulated diaper washing detergent. Plus, the cost. The cost of disposables has risen 14% this year and is continuing to go up. Assembly diapers are inflation-proof. With assembly, you buy diapers once and then never again, resulting in a savings of over, get ready for this, $2,000 per baby over the cost of disposable diapers and wipes.
1: Okay, but how about the laundry? That was the thing that was, like, the issue. Well,
0: actually, it's just, like, two loads of laundry per week, and they provide super simple four-step instructions to use with their patent-pending washing powder. Wow.
1: I feel like I was washing more than that in just blowout onesies alone.
0: I know. And get this, assembly diapers are blowout-proof. What?
1: That might be just the most incredible best part. I know you
0: might be thinking that cloth diapers sound like a lot of work, but really, assembly makes it super, super easy. Head to assemblybaby.com to learn more and use code Montrage20 for 20% off your first order. Assembly can also be purchased on Target.com and
1: Amazon. That's E S E M B L Y B A B Y dot com.
0: Well, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. I mean, technically, this is not our first episode in the new year, but it is the first episode we have recorded in the new year.
1: We have got a great show today, guys. We are talking diapers. Reusable
0: diapers. That's right. We have Liz from Assembly Diapers who's going to be telling us about her company and how cloth diapering is less messy, less wasteful, and way less expensive.
1: And then we're asking what's the deal with diapers? I mean, frankly, Ashley and I haven't thought about them too much in depth. We just like slapped them on our kids yeah. and slapped them off our kids. But now we are getting down and dirty with diapers. Now there's no going back and we're suddenly so conscious. And as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next, child, do the thing you do.
0: The tits and the shits. Okay, the tits and the shits. Ladies first. Well, you know, we're doing super clean January. So I have not been drinking. I've been eating well. We all know I go back and forth with my smoking. I am off of the, the nicotine. There's nothing to watch on television. Television. It is January 4th, 2022. Our kids are home with us full time, which honestly, like, good because otherwise, you know, COVID is the most dangerous for children right now. But I gotta tell you, not loving
1: the new year, not loving it. Ashley and I are beginning to think, what is there to live for?
0: I'm like trying to do the right thing and be healthy, but like, it got bad again. It, we're like, it literally feels like 2020. Part two, you know, this is when my over drinking, over eating, gain twenty pounds started, and now I'm we're back there, and I gotta do it all without my crutches. I just, oh my goodness gracious, I don't have anything else to say. I'm terrified. My anxiety is once again through the roof. I'm feeling like I did back then. I had to trick my side to paint on some eyebrows and eyelashes today, and put on my fake glasses, also, I could trick myself into doing work and being a functioning
1: human being. I'm still in my pajamas i'm not even wearing underwear so
0: (laughs) i actually like showered spent like 30 minutes giving myself a facial last night because i was like well there's no other joy let me at least concentrate Mm -hmm. on my looks which when has that been healthy at least give me some fucking television i enjoy there's not even anything on tv i'm really into
1: That's like last time I gave up booze for a long period of time. I gave it up for a year. I bought myself a fancy espresso machine. Oh, that's nice. But now I'm not even doing caffeine. So I'm like, oh. my God. I (laughs) like, you're not doing caffeine either? No, no caffeine. Because my other health stuff. I basically have two plans going on. My sister and I joke all the time because my sister loves a program. She never met a program she didn't like. She'll try any program. So I'm like, Gina, I'm on a program. I'm actually on two programs. She's like, oh, I start a new program next week. (laughs) I'm like, you like the program. I do not like the programs.
0: I mean, look, we're all about it, like trying to accept ourselves as we are and all this other stuff. But all I got to say is if at the very least I don't lose some weight from all of this, I'm going to be pissed.
1: I better wake up feeling like I'm 22 again.
0: I swear to you, I want to have the energy of a 15-year-old. And thus far, it ain't working. (laughs) All right, so you've obviously reached us on like day two or three of all of (laughs) Yeah, day
1: three is always the worst for withdrawals of things.
0: And also, we're supposed to be doing, with the super clean January, we're supposed to be working out. That is the one I have not worked up to that yet. It's like I can only handle so fucking much. Not to
1: brag, I've been doing 45 minutes You
0: always do. You're also a fucking fitness teacher, for Christ's sake. (laughs) I know. If you're not, the world's in trouble. It's also 20 degrees outside. I have my child here. I'm limited to what I can do. You know, I'm scared every time I walk out my door that... I'm going to get COVID and pass it on to my kid, considering there's a testing site right across the street from me. So...
1: (sighs) I don't know, man. Ashley, 7 o'clock tonight, I have yoga. Since there's nothing to watch and you've got nothing else to go for you, you should join yoga tonight at Maybe. 7. Ew, you're so excited about it. Listen,
0: please don't take it personally. Don't ever take me not wanting to work out or take your fitness class personally. You feel better afterwards. I'm sure I will. Yesterday, I was in such a fucking wretched mood that I was literally like, I pray no one wants to talk to me today because I can't handle talking to people. I
1: said I'm going to FaceTime you and you're like, maybe not. <laughs> like, You're like, how about tomorrow? <laughs> but I'm much better today. So, you know, maybe
0: tomorrow I can work in. How, are you teaching yoga other times this week? Yes, of course I am. Okay, then, you know. I teach
1: it five days a week, Biatch. Five days? Four or five
0: days a week. Oh, God. Okay, all my stuff is shit. <laughs> Hoping for an eventual tits. Tits is that she
1: put makeup on and took a shower.
0: Yeah, I have a bra on. I am wearing the same pants I wore yesterday. But that's it. That's my tits and my shits. Excuse my bad mood. I hope I haven't ruined your of listen- pleasure.
1: <laughs> My tits and shits. Guys, I'm going to take it off of Ashley's negatory mood and I'm going to bring you some deep thoughts. Oh, You ready? Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. For the longest time, hashtag Billy Joel forever, I have not liked my nose. Same. And you know, it's one of those things that every time I tell somebody that, they're like, oh, but your nose is my favorite thing about you. And I'm like, that's cool. It's not for me, you know? I mean, I love you and
0: I don't see an issue with your nose, but your nose isn't my favorite thing about you. It's your sparkling personality.
1: I mean, I have some friends who are like, oh no, please not your nose. And I think to you, why are you so obsessed with my nose? Maybe you have the problem, not me. (laughs) I mean, God bless that most of my years, that was the only thing I didn't like about myself. I mean, can you imagine? just one thing. And then I've broken it many times, as we've talked about on the show before. So over the years, it's only gotten worse. It's just changed shape. It's not great for me. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's not great. But I've always been really nervous about getting plastic surgery on it. In my 20s, I actually went... Because it's surgery. It's still surgery. Yeah. And in my 20s, I was making good money. I was on a television show, and I went to a big, fancy Park Avenue plastic surgeon. It just made me nervous because he was saying... He made, it made perfect sense, but he was like, if I adjust this, then I also have to adjust this so that the ratio of your face remains good. And it wasn't a ton of things, but it was just more than I had anticipated him saying. It was just like, you can't just fix one part of your nose. It makes sense to me now as a 43 year old woman, you have to like structurally balance it out. There might have to be like three things that we fix with your nose. Right. At the time it scared the heck out of me. I was like, I just came for one thing. I don't want the three things. And so I didn't do it. This last time I broke it, I medically also broke it. So insurance is covering a good majority of it, which is nice. Congratulations. Thank you. And while they're in there fixing my like bone shards, deviated septum whole situation, which again, I snore and I have sleep apnea. So it's all part of this thing that's been occurring to me as my body slowly breaks down year by year. I'm like, while you're there- Can you fix these things that I don't like? So the tits are almost a 30 year thing is finally coming into fruition and my, I had a grandparent pass. This is not news to anyone, just
0: FYI, right. to the listeners, no, this is not a new dead person. No. This is a
1: dead person we have talked about already multiple times. Yes, the last of my grandparents right. that was still alive. Okay, good job.
0: Go wash your hands, because you touched your butthole. First
1: of all, it's good, everybody should know that anyway.
0: Right, just life tips. Anytime your hand has touched your butthole or poop, you should wash
1: <laughs> Anyway, this grandparent that died, we didn't get along for many, many years, and she left me a little bit of money. So thanks, grandma, that always criticized me. I'm using your money to do what I criticize about myself. So anyway, that's a tits. It's a full circle moment. Yes, the shits are, holy shit, I'm going under. Yeah, that's scary. During COVID times. Yeah.
0: Is it a hospital or is it like a plastic surgery center? It's like a
1: outpatient hospital related situation.
0: So they're probably not treating COVID patients
1: there. No, but they might reschedule my surgery because they might need the beds depending on. Right. It is associated with the hospital. I mean, honestly, if I were you, I would put it off. But my doctor's like, we're going to try to get you in in January at some point. Because my breathing is like really affected and I have pain. Guys, I'm scared because, like, it's a different nose. I mean, it's going to be really subtle. It's not like hardly anyone else will notice. May I chime in here? Yes. So the doctor photoshops. I didn't know
0: plastic surgeons do this, but does make 100% perfect sense that this would be the case. They photoshop what you should look like after. So assuming all goes well, which, why wouldn't it? He is a trained professional. This is what he does for a living really, there's not much of a difference. It's not like it's changing the integrity of your face, but it will change. Adjust. The tiniest bit in a great way. It looks beautiful. It basically looks like the same nose, but it doesn't alter your face at all. I think it, I think it all goes to play, and I'm
1: excited for it. I'm going a little bit more than that picture. Just a little bit more. Good. Because what was the point of that picture? Right. Exactly. Just a little bit more, but not anything crazy. Are you doing a little shave down here? Yeah. Oh, good. Shaving this bulbous thing. Yes. And then see how this part is wider. We're just going to yes. bring it in a little bit.
0: I've always wanted a nose job. And I also like you, everyone has been like, why would you get a nose job? I'm getting the Blake Lively. Right. Exa- that's exactly it. Where it's like the structure of it is basically the same. It's just shaving down.
1: The dippy down part. And the wide part. You know what he told me that they do for the wide part, which just makes so much sense. They just take two sutures and they sew it closer together. Oh, really? So they don't even shave anything? No, they just pull it closer together. How much is that? I want that? He's like, I literally put one suture here, one suture here, and I just like, it's like putting like an elastic. Wow, that's great. A tie in an elastic waistband. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, can I look in and see it?
0: Sure. Do those stitches ever go away?
1: No. Wow. And then the reason why everybody's nose as they get older falls down is because the cartilage, you start to lose cartilage and your face falls, your chin, your lips, your nose. So he's just going to like bulk up the cartilage right there so that it stays lifted. Wow. Genius. Yeah, that's great. I'm excited for your new nose. Let's read the Mom Momtourage review of the week, shall we? You are a college student, uh-huh. extremely drunk, leaving a voicemail message on a boy's phone oh, that you like. Love this. Okay. But it's the review of the week.
0: Okay. Fun, smart, and sexy. These ladies know how to dish the good, bad, and fun funny so glad I found this podcast I love listening and walking and laughing a mom woman single must listen and that's from Shagovac I like to shag my
1: vacuum cleaner too.
0: What don't we like to shag? That's the other thing. Haven't even wanted to shag. My husband's been trying so hard since we got back home, and I've been like, "Yeah, no, you need to go
1: away." God bless. All right, guys. So, shagavac, slide into our DMs, and we'll give you some swag to shag. Swag. All right, guys. Next up, Liz from Assembly Diapers. Today's guest is one half of the team behind Assembly Diapers. Their commitment to making the world a better place extends all the way down to the production line. They're a woman-owned business committed to sustainably grown low impact, high-quality ingredients, and responsible manufacturing. Welcome, Liz Turgiano. Hi, Liz. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for
0: coming. We're so happy because this is this is a hill, a battle we've been having with our significant others, although we're, you know, we're kind of like out of it at this point because our kids aren't so in diapers.
1: I'm still close. Right. No cigar. But this has
0: been a ongoing, we've talked about since we've known each other how we wanted our kids to be in cloth diapers but our partners didn't want it. My husband was listening to one of our episodes and listened to the commercial that we had recorded and he was like, oh, that doesn't sound that bad. So, <laughs> you know, you live and you
1: learn. Ashley, I think this is actually a conversation we had starting with our old podcast.
0: Yes, it is. We have been talking about this forever. Because
1: we had a diaper disposable diaper sponsor in our old podcast, and Ashley and I talked to ourselves being like, oh God, we really wanted to use cloth <laughs> diapers the whole entire time. And so this is something we've discussed for a long time. So on that same thing, Liz, what made you start, and Marta, who I know Marta from a whole other world, but how did you guys, what made you start Assembly?
2: It feels like so long ago, but there's actually a third partner too. It's Marta, myself, and Sarah. So in 2009, the three of us launched a cloth diapering service in New York City, and it, it's called DiaperKind, and it totally took off. I mean, within a few months, we were washing over 15,000 diapers a week. I worked in advertising; I like left my ad job to you know run this company. And once we figured out the science behind the laundry, it was a breeze. We were cruising along in Brooklyn, servicing, you know, three to 400 families a week. And we would regularly receive emails from parents around the country asking for help because they were having issues home laundering their own diapers. And as we were supporting them, we were, you know, thinking to ourselves, like, gosh, this shouldn't be that hard. Like, why are they having such a difficult time? We're washing, you know, 15,000 and they're washing 20. Right. And so what we realized is that the world was lacking a truly Comprehensive diapering system that included everything a family needs. Like obviously the diapers, but also they need detergent to wash them. They need cloth friendly skincare that's going to wash out when they have a diaper rash. They need reusable and cute, stylish mm-hmm. storage bags, the works. So, you know, what they also need is simple step by step wash instructions. So that was our goal. We set out to create, you know, to design and formulate a system that's easy enough for even the most sleep deprived new parent to manage without thinking about it. Because, like like I said, we were washing tons of diapers and it wasn't that hard.
1: I remember the mom boards on Facebook and stuff, like blowing up about Diaper Kind, <laughs> and they're continuing to blow up about Assembly. Just the other day, I actually, on a Montclair mom's board, they were like, "Hey guys, I wish Diaper Kind came to Montclair." And I was like, "I got right on." I was like, "Well, they have a new line called Assembly, and you can get it here, here, here. Use momtourage code." And she was like, "Oh my god, thank you!" But like, you guys have been blown up for a while, so it's really it's great to see that it continues in this next iteration. Yeah,
2: and that was it was really fun for us to be able to take all of the acquired knowledge from DiaperKind and be like, okay, here's everything that we've learned and now we're going to roll it into a system for families to DIY on their own, you know, with the same ease and confidence, but now we could take it global. So that's been really exciting for us to watch it expand.
0: I'm kind of sad. I know every psychic, we have this long-running joke where every psychic that comes on our show says I'm going to have another child and that is true. They do say this all the time. I am staunchly one and done, but, you know, if there was one thing for me to consider having another kid, it would be, I would like to really give. Cloth diapering ago because I really <laughs> wanted it. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I really wanted to do it. Listen, if
1: Mary Maria comes, Ashley, oh god, that's what they call Ashley's psychic child that they keep. They would call her Mary. If Mary Maria comes, she's getting some cloth diapers. for a while they were like we're getting a Mary Maria, but it ends up
0: being her grandmother. Anyway, it's a long story. Oh, it's so funny. Um, so why do you think more people don't embrace cloth diapering? And I feel like this is the obvious
2: question, right? Yeah, I mean, I can go into the nitty gritty of like the specific reasons that people might be apprehensive. But I think really, it comes down to sort of like herd mentality. Like when we're pregnant, we turn to our friends and family for advice on what to buy, you know, what things are going to need, how to diaper how to feed. And I think right now, you know, one in 10 families cloth diapers. So there's just not that much talk about it on the media or from, you know, peer group to peer group. And I think that really is the biggest holdback. I think that if more people were were doing it and talking about how easy it was, and that information was more accessible to the masses, it would catch on really quickly. And and I think that tide is starting to turn. Yeah, you know, younger millennial and Gen Z parents are more conscious of what they're consuming, how they're raising their kids, what products they're buying, you know, the sort of the ethical standing of the companies that they're supporting. So I think it's starting to, you know, I think that the the wave is turning.
0: One of the things that I find really interesting about this topic overall is that more and more millennials and Gen Zers are, which are still very young, but are choosing not to have children overall because of... Climate change, the global impact, Mm -hmm. the world we're living in. And yet, the people who are, are not usually willing to make a decision such as cloth diapering. Mm -hmm. And my husband is one of those people. And I remember, you know, buying like cloth diapers from China because that's all I could really find and like reading every message board I could. Mm -hmm. So I love that this is like so easy. It really works with the philosophy of having a kid and wanting a world for your children later on.
2: Well, and that's the thing, you know, making sustainable choices as a parent, like, God, our lives are busy. Yeah. Like, I was, like, I had two young kids running two companies. I don't have time for this nonsense. So we realized with Assembly, and, you know, and starting with fine, like, in order to get families to make these more sustainable, more environmentally low-impact choices, you've got to make it easy for them. Yeah. At the end of the day, I've only have so many hours, and if I want to spend any time with my children, exactly. the choices that I make have to be low-impact. And so that's with Assembly. It's too two loads of laundry a week. We made it a viable option for families. Mm -hmm. It's not a lifestyle choice. It's not a commitment. It doesn't define who you are. You're taking diapers and you're throwing them in the wash twice a week as opposed to throwing them in the trash. Yep. It's really that simple. I was cloth diapered and I was talking to
1: my mom about it. And my mom said, well, my mom is one of seven and she's the second oldest of seven. Wow. And my grandmother cloth diapered all of them because of money. And she's oh like, man,
0: she was washing diapers all the time. Mm-hmm.
1: She put her other kids to work. My mom basically raised most of the kids yeah. underneath all the boys after her, you know? So, <laughs> so my mom's like, you know, cloth diapers were something that she could put all all the kids in that were diapers and it could be like passed down yep. from kid to kid. And she's like, it was what we could afford. And she's like, so that's what I knew. And I didn't, my mom was a single mom. She's like, I didn't have a lot of money raising you. So cloth diapers were just like, thing. I didn't think twice because I had done it for like five of my, totally. <laughs> and so I think that like in olden times, it was something that poor people did. Yep. And now it's the opposite. Yeah. Now people mm-hmm. think that cloth diapering is for rich people when it's yep. not. And I kind of, what is positive about that messaging is it's become cool to Cloth Diaper. It's become like the Brooklyn wealthy elite. The hipster choice. But it's not. That's the thing is it's actually the more economical choice but I love that it's gotten like my mom's like yeah like people would look at me when we would go places and be like oh you're poor. Well that's not how it's looked at anymore and I kind of love that there's been a spin on it that makes it desirable when it actually is more economical.
2: Yes it's similar. It's interesting that you say that because it is similar to the trend in breastfeeding and the trend in baby wearing. Yeah. Yes. It became, you know, something that you know the more affluent parents were choosing to do or
1: having a doula. But really, it is the
2: economical choice. Yeah. Yep. I love that. And I didn't I guess I
1: just didn't realize like that full circle thing until my I was talking to my mom about it. We could not as we discussed convince our husbands or baby daddies to use cloth diapers. I personally wish I could have had like a mediator. We were already working in couples therapy about so many other things that that was not one of the things that we could <laughs> bring to the table. There's all these so many hours in a therapy session. How do you recommend broaching the conversation
2: with your partner? The way to do it is to sort of dissect the perks of cloth diapering because the thing about it is that different, you know, advantages are going to appeal to different people. I think
1: the money thing would have helped, Lee, I think, if I had talked about the money.
2: Yeah. Most men, I think. Exactly. So the four perks that I tend to focus on are that they're landfill-free. Babies, on average, go through 57 diapers a week. That's an average from, like, when they're born to when they're potty training. And there are currently 11 million diaper wearing babies in the US. So when you do that math, that adds up to 32 billion disposables being trashed every year in just this country. So that's just not sustainable to move forward with those kinds of numbers. But with assembly, you only need 44 diapers from birth to potty training. And like Carrie mentioned, they can be passed down to siblings. So you're getting a lot of bang for that buck. The other advantage is that they're blowout proof. So I'm sure you two have experienced, everyone I know who uses disposable diapers, these messy poop explosions up the baby's back, poop out the baby's legs are always at the most inconvenient time. Assembly diapers are designed to be completely leak and blowout proof. That is a huge advantage. Yes. Can you start making pads for women,
1: please? Thank you. <laughs> yes, totally. Honestly.
2: The other is saving money. I mean, assembly will save you about $2,000 per baby over the cost of disposables. So that's significant. Yeah. And then the other perk is earlier potty training. So the average age that babies potty train in the U.S. out of disposables is 33 to 36 months. And the average age that babies have potty trained out of diaper kind and from our assembly families is 25 months. So you're knocking almost a year off your kids time and diapers. So I think discussing those perks with your partner and you know, what inspires him? Is it saving money? Is it saving the planet? Is it no disgusting blowouts? Is it earlier potty training? You know, my brother, for example, he's younger than me. When his wife was pregnant with their son a couple of years ago, I was talking to him about assembly. We were just launching the company. I was like, you'll be like one of our first customers. This will be so exciting. And he's like, yeah, no, (laughs) no. And I kept trying to sell him on the environmental angle. And he's like, I don't want to be a jerk and say, like, I don't give a shit, but kind of I don't give a shit. And I was just like, all right. And then two of his friends had babies right before his wife was due. And they went on a camping trip. And he watched three gnarly disposable diaper blowouts. And he called me the day he got back from the camping trip. He's like, I'm in. Can you just give me everything I need? And then he just potty trained his son about six months ago and used cloth the whole time. Yeah.
0: I have to tell you when a close friend of mine is pregnant right now and she lives in California and I've been trying to think like, you know, we all, after you have a kid, you have that one gift that is like was given to you that you're like this is the most special gift and then you get it for the new person having a kid. Mm -hmm. And although I'm thinking about the blanket that I always give people. Now I'm like, maybe I should just send her some assembly diapers because <laughs> I feel like, you know, A, she's in LA. This would totally work with everything. But like, I feel like I need to give it to somebody. Ashley, you have another friend. I do. I know. Who would have thought? I know. So one of the most common reasons I think people don't do cloth diapers, at least from our small sample size, is all the washing. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the process with assembly? I mean, don't be shy. Get into the,
2: like how the shit is supposed totally. up. Totally.
0: Everything. Because this I think is a big, big reason people don't do this. Yes.
2: And I hear it. Laundry is scary. And like I said, the last thing we want is like another chore added to our list. But I'm here to tell you that it's super simple. It's two loads of laundry a week and your washing machine does all the work. No one's like standing down by a river with a washboard scrubbing poopy diapers. (laughs) You throw them in your washing machine the same way you throw disgusting dirty dishes in your dishwasher. And when the cycle is over, are clean. With assembly, we knew the laundry science, you know, the chemistry behind getting something as dirty as a diaper clean. And so we worked with our chemist from DiaperKind to formulate the assembly washing powder. And that was really key. So we have a special detergent that's, you know, created specifically for cleaning dirty diapers. We provide parents with four step wash instructions for washing them. Every two to three days, you simply take the storage bag, the assembly storage bag with all your dirty stuff in it. You dump it into the washing machine. You set the cycle to warm. You put in one scoop of washing powder. You run a nice short cycle. Then you leave everything in there. You put in two more scoops of washing powder. You set the water temperature to hot and you run a heavy duty cycle. And that's it. That's going to get it clean. So it's super easy, fast. You're not doing a whole lot of manual labor. And then when it comes to dealing with the poop, people are always concerned like about pre-scrubbing or soaking spraying with the attachment to the toilet? No, thank you. Anyone with a toddler is not going to put like a shower hose behind their toilet, which is just going to be a toy to play with. So no, we skip all of that. When your baby is on a milk-only diet, whether it's breast milk or formula, there's nothing special you need to do to poopy diapers. They go right in the pale pouch like the pee diapers and they all get washed together. So not a single thing that you have to do. When the baby transitions to solid foods, we have a disposable liner called a tosser. It's tissue-thin like toilet paper and you simply lay it on on top of the diaper before you put it on the baby and that catches the solid waste. So it allows the moisture to pass through into the diaper, but it catches the solids. God, you guys
1: are geniuses!
2: (laughs) Before you wash, you just discard the liner with the solid poop that it's collected and you wash the diaper as usual. So no spraying, no soaking, no scraping, nothing like that.
0: Let me also just say that for Christmas, one of my favorite Christmas gifts was a pair of washable silk pajamas, right? Mm. And the reason I got washable is because I wanted to maintain these things. I just bought a salad spinner off of Amazon so that I could specially wash my (laughs) washable silk pajamas and keep the integrity. If I'm willing to do that for silk
2: pajamas, I'm willing
0: to do that for diapers. And that's all I need to say about that.
2: And that's like so much more work. Like we designed assembly like so much more work. We were like, we want this stuff to be able to be thrown in the washer on heavy duty with hot water. You can throw it in the dryer, no need for line drying, like all of the elastics and the fabrics, you know, our are made of organic cotton the diaper covers are made of recycled plastic bottles And we have super heavy duty elastics. So everything can handle a hot dry cycle, a hot water wash cycle. This is not the type of laundry that you want to be washing in a salad spinner and, you know, drape drying. This is like utilitarian. I
0: buy things for myself that take a certain level of maintenance. (laughs) Why is a reusable diaper
1: that could save the planet where we draw the line? Totally. Marta and our friend was diaper kind early adapter. And she, one of the pluses that has not been mentioned yet is that her skin is very sensitive and her kids skin is very sensitive and I come from a long line of touch me and I get a hive kind of peoples and she said that the diaper rash is so much less with cloth diapers and it makes sense to me because having used pads you know a good part Mm -hmm. of my life that like plasticky part of it gives you and as an adult a kind of diaper rash and with cloth diapers you just don't have that same kind of thing and so the diaper rash situation for children who use cloth diapers is much less. And for me and for so many other people, just that alone, I was just having a conversation with my sister where her poor kid is so badly diaper rashed right now that he's just like walking around naked. She's like, it's snowing there. She's like, I just kind of want to put his little butt in the snow and let him cool off. That's like such a plus for so many of us too, is that the diaper rashes will be less because we had some bad blistery diaper rashes. really terrible. I mean,
2: that's the thing with disposable is, you know, I'm certainly not someone that's going to get out there and say, oh, they're harmful and cancer causing and all the scary stuff that some people will say. I don't agree with that, but there are a ton of ingredients in disposable diapers from, you know, the synthetic outer laying that Carrie was describing, there's sodium polyacrylate, there's wood pulp fiber, sometimes there's fragrance, there's dyes, there's all this junk in there. And when you're trying to control what's going against your baby's you know, super sensitive, maybe eczema prone skin, you don't have a lot of tools in your toolbox when you're using a diaper like that. But when you switch over to cloth, you know, it's organic of cotton and you're washing it. You know exactly what's going against your baby's skin. And yep. we've seen a lot of families over the years switch to either diaper kind or assembly because they just are battling constant diaper rash. And they had no intention to cloth diaper. Like sometimes they'll show up at one of our workshops or our classes just like with eyes rolling. Like I can't believe I'm here. I have no interest in this whatsoever. But my pediatrician said like we've exhausted all other alternatives. Yeah. And then they switch to cloth. The rash goes away within a week. And they're like, oh my god, this is like a miracle. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So so in that same vein, what is your favorite product in the line? Because you guys have a bunch of different products now aside just from the diapers and like the diaper liner. Yeah. So what is your personal favorite? Like your big like,
2: oh, I can't believe we got this done. I mean, the detergent, I have to say, is one of my favorite because it's so versatile. I mean, my kids are no longer in diapers. I use it for workout clothes. Oh. I use it for, you know, I have an elderly dog that pees on all his beds. It is just magic at cleaning heavily soiled things. But I think my favorite, so like my background is in advertising. I was an art producer. I got to work with tons of photographers and illustrators over the years. And I missed that aspect of my old job. And so one of my favorite things that we do at Assembly is these limited edition artist collections. Oh, that's fun. It's so fun. And it's so fun for me to produce and work with these artists. And we come up with these really great limited edition prints for our diaper covers and our bags. So like last year, we worked with artist Raina Noriega. We worked with best-selling children's book author Oliver Jeffers. And so we've just had these amazing collaborations. They're so fun to do. And the outcome is just too cute for words.
0: They're really cute. Like even just the not special edition ones yeah. are so, so well done and so cute. That wildcat one is like, yeah so cute I know
1: sometimes like when Luna was little and I mean she's still little and we would have dress on she'd have this ugly diaper and I'd want to put bloomers on her I would just keep it out I'd be like wear those out girl you look good yeah for sure
0: okay Liz we ask all of our moms this question and you are no exception if you had the means to do so what is the number one thing you think every mom should outsource
2: meal planning food shopping I would love to just have someone else do that every week that's a good one
0: what about the cooking because I would want the cooking part done also. And I like I mean, that out. would be icing
2: on the cake. But if someone literally just handed me all the ingredients... And the recipe, I could like just listen to a podcast and do that and get it done. It's like the thought behind the meal planning, trying to make sure our kids are eating something healthy every once in a while and like making sure you're cooking food that they're going to eat. The whole planning aspect of it, I just loathe. The cooking, I could just close my eyes and do it. Yeah,
1: Liz, this makes me want to go back to wearing a diaper personally. So please plug yourself and the brand. We're so excited to talk to you and to be partnering with something that we feel so strongly about ourselves.
0: I'm 100% genuinely, blown away by the entire concept. And just I'm like, just what are you waiting for? Go use reusable diapers by assembly.
2: Stop it. I do encourage everyone to at least try it at least consider it. I mean, this is some staggering math for you. If every parent switched out just two to three diapers a day from disposable to reusable. So two to three diapers a day. No big deal. That's totally doable. We would save over nine billion diapers from going into the trash. <gasps> small little changes that we can make, you know, if that's all that you can fit in, if that's all the energy you can muster up, it still has a huge impact. That's a huge number. Some people might be
1: like, because I could see myself doing this or the conversation I actually had with Lee were being like, when you're at home, which of course during COVID, right. if a baby is like most of the time, cloth diaper. Yep. If you have to leave the house to go do something, use the disposable then yep. if you need to. I mean, ideally you have the bags and everything that makes it not like that. But yep. Even if that's all you're doing,
2: yep, yes. like do something, yep. please. I think that's what people need to realize is we've made it really simple and really fun, I have to say. It's fun to be part of our community. It's fun to be, you know, empowered and inspired to reduce all this waste and to be doing something that you feel good about. Start small, start with what works for you. Because I guarantee you, if you start with two or three diapers a day and you're like, oh wait, this isn't that hard. And there's no leaks and blowouts. Like, you know, by the end of the month, you're going to be out there doing it more frequently. But start with what works for you and just don't be afraid.
1: And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like just start
0: somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Please plug yourself. Tell the people where they can find any more information about Assembly We have a special discount code. Yeah. All
2: of that. Yeah. So you can find us at assemblybaby.com. We're also sold on target.com and Amazon. Um, So really easy to pick up your assembly diapers. I teach a cloth 101, a free virtual class once a month. We have one coming up next Wednesday night, January 12th. So if you're feeling intimidated or overwhelmed and you just want somebody to sort of hold your hand through the whole process, the 101 class is a great way to start. We also have on our site a quiz. So if you're just like, okay, maybe I'm interested, but what do I need? Take the quiz. We'll ask you a few personal questions about your family, and then we'll walk you through each of the product categories, diapering, skincare, storage, and laundry, and we'll make specific quantity and product recommendations based on how you answered the questions. So it's a really nice way to sort of build a custom bundle. You can get lots of cool limited edition stuff by signing up for our email list so you'll always know when we're working with a new artist on a new collab. It's just a really fun community. Give it a shot. It's not scary. It's just diapers. You've got a diaper anyway. And it's two loads of laundry a week.
0: Liz, where can people sign up for the free virtual class? Is that also on assemblybaby.com?
2: Yep, it's on our site. If you just scroll to the bottom and you click on the link that says classes. Okay.
1: Ashley and I have a private joke between the two of us is that I like to make up taglines for things Mm -hmm. all the time. Look at Ashley. She's like, don't do it. Give a shit. (laughs) Assembly diapers. I do like that. I do like that. I do think give a shit is good. Thank you. Or how about assembly? It's the shit. (laughs) I like that. Thank you so much, guys just remember assemblybaby.com use code momtourage20 for 20% off your first order you can find all this information in our show notes as well thank you so much Liz for coming and talking to us thank you this was so fun this was fun yay Okay, guys, when did we think it was a good idea for kids to sit in their own shit and piss? Like in Europe, they just hover them over a toilet right away. Still? To this day? They hardly use diapers. Like where in Europe? Like London and Paris? No, not London and Paris. Like Prague and Latvia. And also some parts of rural Italy. As soon as your kid has the neck strength to hold their own neck up, they just hold them over a pot huh. to go to the bathroom in. Literally
0: a pot to piss in.
1: Yeah. Well, that's fun. Because I have a bunch of friends that are from those places, and when they had kids, they're like, "Why? Well, I, I don't understand this diaper thing. So
0: in America, raising their children in America, did they also do this? Yes, with their kids. How long did it take their kids to be potty
1: trained? I mean, like, extremely early. Like, by the time that they could crawl, they were potty trained. I just
0: want to go back. Back to Real Housewives of Potomac when Monique got a parrot named T'Challa and (laughs) potty trained her parrot. And I remember watching this and being like, my own kid won't piss and shit in the toilet. He's like three. And this bird, whose brain is literally like smaller than a peanut is shitting and pissing on demand on a piece of paper. What what am I doing wrong here?
1: I mean, the idea is if they've never really known the diaper, then it's normal just to go. I mean, the thing is, my friend said you have to be okay with your kid being naked and pissing and shitting like in your house. And
0: also probably it's hard to do when you have multiple children, I would assume, or a job. Or if your thing isn't like just being home with one kid all the time, it's probably very hard, right? Because how do you do, do you start them? Do you say like every
1: 10 minutes i'm gonna hold them over the pot and have them piss well she was like you just the same signals that you would use in looking your kid in a diaper you can kind of tell definitely when they're going to poop and sometimes when they're going to pee. Huh. You just like stave it off. Anyway, so that's the first thing. Is like, when did we decide that that was a good idea? And oh, P.S., those friends that did that early potty training, yeah. they used cloth diapers up until... Well, they're probably using them a lot less too because... Right, because if a kid can't hold their own head up, that's a little bit hard to... Right. You know, so that's when they used cloth. Right. And then, yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, here's another one. Non-cloth diapers don't work very well. I'll tell you why. One time I got very stupid in college and me and my friend who had just had foot surgery i went to go visit her you didn't she, have foot surgery your friend my friend had foot surgery we were right. we were in college right And she was staying at her mom's house because she had her bunions removed on both sides and she had double crutches. And I went to go visit her. I took her out of the house and we went to Wawa and we got snacks and we got super stoned and we drank each a gallon of water and we bought adult diapers and put them on. And we sat on a park bench and we're gonna see if adult diapers work because this seemed like a great idea. See, this
0: is the entertainment I need in 2022. And instead I'm here stone cold, sober, not smoking a thing and... (laughs) Eating healthy shit.
1: So we're eating shorty hoagies. Oh god, I want that. Drinking gallons of water with Doritos, and all of a sudden it starts to rain. And my friend goes. We are very stoned at this point. I mean, the fact that we bought adult diapers and decided this was a good idea tells you how stoned we were. Yes, indeed. It started to rain. And my friend goes, go before it starts to rain. And so I begin to pee myself because I'm trying to see if the diaper works. That's the whole reason why we decided to do this experiment outside in a park bench. And she starts giggling. And I'm assuming it's because she's high. But the giggling is because she decided not to go. She didn't believe that the diapers would work. And let me tell you, they didn't. I ended up pissing myself completely because an adult diaper is not meant to hold an entire gallon's worth of stoner boner pee-pee. stoner boner pee-pee. <laughs> and she didn't go and therefore her actual pants were fine and i had to borrow her brother's karate pants that were in the trunk of her car to go home because i had pissed through my pants so adult diapers aren't meant for a full bladder
0: okay here's one what's the deal with pull-ups Versus diapers. And why, after a certain age, like where a kid can stand up on their own, why are we not just always using pull-ups? Because in my opinion, pull-ups are the superior of disposable diapers,
1: right? I mean, I think Luna's pull-ups leak more than the regular diapers. You know
0: what? Here's the other thing. Sebastian only started using pull-ups once he started, like, potty training a little bit. So maybe that's part of it. It always held a poopy in. He never had a poopy blowout. No,
1: I just think that sometimes pull-ups, they fit looser. And so when she wears a pull-up, they kind of give her, like, a thong on one cheek. Mm. And then if she pees, like, at night, it kind of can come out. Whereas, like, cloth diapers would make it fine because there's always the outer under wear part. Yeah. So that regardless of what the inside fabric is doing, you always have that outer part. So cloth diapers are really the win there.
0: I want to talk about what's the deal with the bullshit things they try to get you to buy when you have a child that are in relation to diapers. For example, the expensive diaper pail. I never got it. No, I never got it either. I just used a regular ass garbage. Did it stink? Yes. But your diaper pail is going to stink too. I just got an Ikea garbage
1: can and then I'm just going to throw it out exactly. when I'm done. Exactly.
0: You know, you and I hate putting things in landfill, but like there are times where it's appropriate. And I think a diaper pail where the stench is never going to leave is that time. It will become my compost pail, Oh, that's, which it
1: will equally stink. That's
0: smart. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. The other is the heated baby wipe container. Another thing I never got because, you know, me, Virgo, type A, meticulous planner. When I was registering for baby stuff, one of the things I saw was what a waste a heated wipe warmer thing was because it dries out the
1: baby wipes. I got one. I didn't ask for it, but I got one. And then my mom used it on my elderly grandmother when she was in hospice.
0: Honestly, that's probably a better idea because your grandmother is going to care
1: more than right. a baby. But otherwise, I would not have used it.
0: Also, the wand thing that you scoop it in and then you slather it on. Like, wh- it doesn't keep anything more
1: sanitary. I did order the wand and then never used it. It's just more shit to worry about. Because a good diaper cream, you can't get off your hands. It's so hard. Right. But then you can't get it off the wand either. I know, I know. Then you can't use it. Also, peepee teepees. And I will tell you, I
0: did buy peepee teepees. I did register for it. I never used them. I got pissed on anyway. What's the difference?
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, there's so many different gadgets for the diapering thing. Yes.
0: Remember, like, in the 90s, those bags that they would hang on the side of changing tables for all the diapers? Yeah. I actually had a lucite
1: one that hung, and then my kid learned how to... I do like the idea of a lucite one, to be honest. Yeah. They'd hung for well, When we lived in that small space in Brooklyn, right. like that's what we had. The changing table was a part of it. So we had that. Then until she learned how to like pull all of it out of the Lucite thing, then we were like, well, now we have to change it. Yes. Yeah, just like so many gadgets for diapering.
0: I mean, they really have found a way to try and make so much money off of literally waste management. And it is all pretty wasteful. At the end of the day, all you need is some product to protect the butt. And the pee pee, and a diaper, and a garbage, and some sort of cloth to wipe. Again, I so regret that I didn't do reusable diapers because I think about how much. Me too. How much stuff has been wasted.
1: Also, why don't we change a baby's diaper in the bathroom?
0: And that's the other thing. A changing table overall is kind of such a waste. Like we got a dresser and put that little, you know, like the thing in it. Yeah, we did the same thing. But people who buy like a one-off changing table, you can, the amount of places I've changed a diaper, I've changed a diaper in a New York City bathroom where there was no changing table and it's literally like a, the size of a closet With I just put Sebastian on my lap and did it all on my lap. like On an airplane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not even in the bathroom, in the row. Yeah, that was those non COVID times. <sighs> I swear, I have flashbacks of things without COVID. And I'm just like, oh, wow, we functioned in a different way, huh?
1: Remember when you could like go on vacation to like an exotic place? Remember when you could sit at a fucking bar? Okay, this is
0: off topic. Let's not even... Oh, baby powder. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. Baby powder is like, you know, because of the talc. Any kind of powder now is like cancer inducing if it has talc in it. Does anyone even use baby... And I really enjoyed powder, even as an adult. They're just supposed to do cornstarch now. Just so much shit.
1: But also like, I feel so guilty about the amount of wipes That I use Why not just change your baby In the bathroom And like use water and soap Yes And then put a diaper on
0: When your kid takes a massive shit
1: There is no wipe
0: No wipe job Is gonna do What just putting them Under the bathtub faucet Using your hand And some soap is gonna do Yeah I am like so accustomed To having somebody else's shit On my hands at this point That like I totally agree Wipes serve their purpose Right Like in my opinion Even disposable wipes Serve their purpose And that is On the go Yeah For everything else When you're home Why even waste all of that It just seems so wasteful
1: Yep Also why All the ugly ass patterns On disposable diapers I don't know I don't know. They're so ugly. They are so ugly. ugly.
0: Like honestly, and I don't want to stare at Thomas the Tank Engine every time I have to change a diaper.
1: How many sleepy bears on like clouds do I need to see? We obviously use or did use different
0: disposable diaper brands, that's for sure. Can't
1: we get a Mary Mako kind of pattern on a diaper? Yes. Or the Jonathan Adler drug collection. Yeah. Yeah. Some
0: lightning bolts, some skull and crossbones, some cool shit, man. Yeah. Something that is not just, like Buzz Lightyear, Mickey Mouse, or Thomas the Tank Engine. Which or is Winnie what- the Pooh.
1: I feel like there's always Winnie the Pooh. I'm like, this is some old-ass 1950s Winnie the Pooh shit. Yeah. Like, nobody likes this.
0: What is original BBL? Are you saying that diapers are the original Brazilian butt Brazilian butt lift, butt lift? <laughs> for kids. I mean, yes. If you, too, want your body to look like a wisdom tooth, Wear a diaper.
1: <laughs> also, uh, I have an interesting story about being in the Lower East Side one time, going to fancy cocktails mm. back in olden times before I had a kid and a husband. huh. And I was like meeting friends, one of which was a guy that I wanted to be in bed with. <laughs> and I'm walking in high heels through the Lower East Side, and I got hit in the head with a shit diaper. No. I did. Where did it come from? Thrown from a high rise <gasps> out the window. No, nobody does that. Yes. And I actually asked my friend who I was walking with, Kate, and she works for like the Lower East Side Development Committee or whatever. And she said that she's had lots of conversations that there's this one housing complex area in the Lower East Side where that's what they do all the time. No. Yes, because they're mad that people are gentrifying the Lower East Side. So they just throw their dirty baby diapers out the window at people to try to get them to not over gentrify. I
0: hate to tell them it didn't work. Not that you live in the Lower East Side, but plenty of other outsiders live there. And let me just tell you, nothing stops an evening like getting hit in the head. How do you show up to a guy you're trying to sleep with after being hit
1: in the head? With I me? did it. I went home in a cab. I didn't go. Like, I don't think anything could make me feel less sexy than shithead. Listen, I have been hit with shit from my own child, but foreign shit being thrown from a high tower. Not cool, dudes. Not cool. So I'm going
0: to tell this story because I just said shithead and it made me think of it. And I realized I've never told this story on the show when I was a baby. So my mom has called me shithead since I was a
1: baby. I've heard her call you shithead.
0: Yes, this is one of the things she has always called me. And it's because she came into my room as a baby and, you know, it was a Cuban nursery. So there was like the tool from the ceiling along the wall to the sides of the crib and stuff like that. And when she came in, I had taken a dump, taken off my diaper, spread it all over, spread it all over myself. My mom <laughs> said she had to take down everything and wash it and I was having the best time just playing in my own shit. And, you know, she's told this story to so many boyfriends. Matt loves this story. It's peak Ashley. Just sitting there. If I didn't know better now, I'd probably still play with my
1: own shit and
0: just be like, this is great. (laughs) This is me just being all natural.
1: You just reminded me. My grandfather used to call me Poopy Pants. Mm. And that was his nickname for me because I used to hide underneath the dining room table to poop.
0: Yeah, Matt was a hider too. There's some people who are hiders and some people who are like out there. Who hold
1: your hand and look you directly in the eye to make direct eye contact. That's a whole other level. He called me poopy pants. And then one day I said, pop up, could you not call me poopy pants anymore? I obviously was pooping my pants as an old age because I had complete verbal skills like Luna does. right? And he goes, okay, what else do you want to be called? And I said, anything else. And he goes, fine, princess. And so I got the name princess, which I equally hated, but was less embarrassing.
0: How many- nice of him though, that instead of shithead, my mom was calling her baby shithead, which I love, you know, I call Sebastian that now. But Princess has a certain je ne sais quoi. It wasn't like, oh, Princess, it was like, come here, Princess. Yeah, very patronizing, very sarcastic. Uh huh. Well, there you have it, guys. What's the deal with shitheads? I mean, diapers. Hashtag swag bag. Hashtag swag bag. Obviously, guys, this week, our hashtag swag bag is assembly diapers. We really love them. You know, I have to say, I wish we had been doing momtourage earlier on in our mothering experiences because I would have loved a sponsor to come in and say like, hey, try out these cloth diapers and me to be able to show my husband, look, it's not that difficult. We can do this. In fact, the other day he heard us talking. We were listening to the New Year's Eve episode in the car. And that was like, so what happens? Does your washing machine just get shitty? And I was like, <laughs> it's a washing machine, you idiot. Like, what do you mean does not get shitty? This is how it works. They've worked around this. Also, haven't you washed your kids' pants that have shit in them? We use reusable dog wee pads in the house. And, like, those things st- Dink to high hell of piss, and that goes in our wa- Like, where do we draw the line? What is the difference here? But apparently there is one. And all the blood from our period underwear. Like, come on. I wash my thinks, and it's not like I do a specialty load. I put that in with the other darks. Yeah. It comes out. Right. So You don't put the whole turd in the washing machine. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. You dump it in the toilet. I remember when I was looking into doing cloth diapering, they suggested you bought this, like, spray attachment for your toilet. Yeah. Yeah. To spray the poop in. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. But Matt never caught on. Or
1: just like all the things you do. How many onesies got shit in them? And so you like many. hand wash it in the sink for like a second. And then you put it in the... Yes. It's the same thing. Right. Honestly, when the kid's a baby, they're blowing through diapers all the time. All the time. It, it's the same as having a cloth through their clothes. Yep. You have to do it, all that hand washing and then putting in the washing machine. Anyway, the cloth diaper is just the same. I was totally on board for it, but Lee was not. I
0: was too. And assembly has really like, they have a whole lot line of everything they have made it very super simple. It's a female run company which we love and now super easy and accessible to get like I remember when I was looking I was buying like from Chinese companies because I couldn't really find things that were affordable and made sense. This is affordable there's a whole starter kit it saves you so so much money and not to mention like I'm not going to get too doomsday because I can't even watch Don't Look Up. I I can't watch it but we got to do our part all of us so we really love assembly we're proud to work with them because
1: of what their mission is and what they do and don't forget guys Momtrage 20 gets you 20% off your first order of assembly and for
0: 20% off may I suggest that you just order everything you order the washing products you order the diapers you order the wipes you order the bags and don't forget the bags because when you're out and about you're gonna want a bag that you put used poopy diapers into because you're not just throwing it out.
1: Right. And get the whole kit. Get the starter kit. Why not? And then this is like such a good thing for you to get for your baby shower because then you get set up and it's not like this one thing, whatever. And then they can make that stupid diaper cake with the cloth diapers. What's the deal with the diaper cake? So now I have to go through and unroll all these diapers so they're usable. Also, the diaper cake that I got was made with beautiful diapers that were beautiful but not good diapers. I never got a
0: diaper cake and honestly, thank you for friends. You know me well. Yes.
1: I mean, I didn't ask for the diaper cake. No
0: one ever asked for the diaper cake. If you're starting your diapering journey or you've got a close friend or family or member. Or you have a one-year-old and you're like, why do I keep spending money on this? Just do it. Make the investment ahead of time. It's kind of like when you invest in anything else that's sustainable where you're like, would I really spend $20 on one reusable Ziploc baggie when I can buy a whole box at Sam's Club for like $15? Yes. Yes. Because it's the investment in now and then you don't have to spend it again. That's my issue always is like, oh, do I want to spend it yes go ahead do it you're not going to regret it they make everything really easy it is so easy a toddler can wash it or do it or diaper it so that's it
1: these are available at target yep and amazon but you won't get that discount unless you order from assembly so go ahead and do that
0: yep so any information you need is in our show notes and we'll talk to you guys soon have a great week get through it <laughs> and we'll talk to you on the other side yeah seriously is the other side imply we died no bye, bye.